0: Well, hey, I wanted to start today also by mentioning just a just a testimony of praise to the Lord for what we got to experience last night here. If you missed it, you missed it. You missed it. Yes, clap cuz it was awesome. We had we had the fellowship of St. Mary's the Christian Fellowship of St. Mary's County. We we gathered here on the back lawn and we had the spring concert. We had about 6 or 7 Churches that, that offered, uh, different song for us. It was just absolutely spectacular. We had a, probably close to 150 people out there on the back lawn last night and it was absolutely spectacular. Just the variety of, of song and praise was wonderful. It wasn't like we were just sitting there listening to people sing. We were praising and worshiping together last night. And it was the body of Christ in Southern Maryland coming together, gathering in our backyard. Come on. Come on. This is a big... Hold on. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. This... Uh, this I just can't say enough about the people that helped to lead this fellowship. They have a dream in their heart for the Lord to, to just... I say in their heart. In our hearts. We have a dream to see the Lord just tear down denominational and racial barriers here within our county in meaningful ways through relationship in the body of Christ. It's where it happens, folks. We've been partnering with them for for a while now. We've been doing these prayers at the fair, which we're going to... Lord willing, this is going to happen again this year. We have a fair in this county. We will be there. The body of... It's happening? It's happening. There you go. And since it's happening, we will be there in the middle of the fair, in Tolerance Hall, like we've gathered before, the body of Christ, in the middle of the celebration of the county, welcoming the presence of the Lord and asking for his blessings upon this place. This is a big, big deal. And last night when we were, we were gathered together in prayer, I just, I was so thankful to the Lord for what he was doing in our backyard. In our backyard. We've, we've been praying for a long time and we've recognized for a long time that our Father's house is intended by the Lord to be a place where relationships are restored, where healing happens, where we move forward as the body of Christ. And in the first time since the pandemic started, the body of Christ physically, here in St. Mary's County, physically came together here and praised and worshipped right here on our back lawn. That is a seed that I am loving that is being sown here in this place. So I just want to give the Lord the praise for that. We couldn't make that happen. That's something that he's done in, in his response to what he's been putting in our hearts we had one of the I had somebody get honored there last night who um, who shared how beautiful it was to see what we were seeing last night. And he said, I'll paraphrase him, if this had happened imagine if this had happened twenty or thirty years ago here, how much further we would be along right now. So much of what we would see in the world and in our in our county and our region wouldn't be an issue anymore because we as the body of Christ have come together. He says, imagine what it's going to be like 20 or 30 years from now for our children. Lord, let it be so. Let it be so. And when we are here in such a time as this. So I encourage you, everything that we have, that we do with this fellowship, I just encourage you to come and be a part of it. Look, the body of Christ is not OFH. We're part of the body of Christ. We are not the totality of it. We're not the totality of the body of Christ here in Southern Maryland. We have brothers and sisters that gather in other congregations throughout this county, and the Lord has joined us by the same Spirit. And when we come together and lay our hands at things together, it is a powerful thing. So you know what we saw last night? We saw unity. We saw freedom. We saw joy. We saw just exuberance in worship as we came before the Lord together. And the Lord is forming relationships and bonds in his spirit with one another through those types of times. So I encourage you, come on out. Come on out. The next opportunity we have is April 23rd. From 1 to 5 p.m. down at Dominion Apostolic down in, in Lexington Park, they're doing a food box giveaway to the community. They just did this last month, and it was tremendous. But didn't get as much support as we were hoping to have happen. So we have another opportunity at the end of this month, and I encourage you to come out if you're interested. To join us, please let us know. Go to our website, and uh, there'll be, there's going to be a, an announcement about that. But uh, email the office and let us know, because we'll get you connected with uh, Rachel Jarbo, our outreach leader. And uh, we're just looking forward to this type of opportunity to come and bless the community. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Also, we're having really nice weather again. Yes. So you notice today we're not outside. We were out there last night. What's that? Don't listen to the weathermen. I tell you what, we we had a great time last night. We wrapped it all up and and we're looking at the weather today. We said, we're just going to hold it inside tonight because it is a lot of effort to bring all that equipment back and forth. And it's a little bit soppy out there this morning. That's not good for electronics. But we're coming into more very pleasant weather. I'm looking for a group of individuals who are willing to come and be a setup crew for us on Sunday mornings as we go outside. You don't have to be technically savvy. We're looking for hands, backs, and legs to help us get things down to the field and then back up at the end of the, at the, end of the service. If you're interested in that, please talk to Brandon Monday because he is the one who's coordinating all of our efforts to bring all the technology down there. We are excited about being able to do that, uh, but it takes a lot of effort to do that. So please, if you've enjoyed being out there, and you're looking for a way to serve, this is a very practical way to be serving right now, and uh, it's going to be a great help to us. Also, this up so many things to tell you about. This is awesome. It's all good. Also, this upcoming Saturday, we're going to be building a stage, a platform out here in the back lawn. Yes. Yeah, so it's going to be located at the, ba- the base of the, the nice shady hill, kind of where we had the stage last year, big 16 by 16 uh, square stage, because we have been recognizing just how much the Lord has blessed us with this outdoor area. It is, it is wonderful. I can't tell you how many pastors said to me last night, I've never been back here before, and this is tremendous. I know. It took a, a pandemic for us to get to use it like this. This is a huge blessing, but we all just agree. What a wonderful space! So we're going to be building a platform down there. It's going to be semi-permanent. I'll say that. Um, if you're looking for a way to come and help us again, we, we're we're looking for some help to to get that built. Brandon's spearheading that effort for us as well. But what a great opportunity for us to be able to recognize fully that the Lord has given us the space. We want to use it more. And uh, wow! And last night we had. We had the body of Christ here gathering in our backyard. I just can't, I can't say that enough. I'm really pleased. Nine o'clock, Nine o'clock in the morning, the time of the first sacrifice. Remember last week, the morning sacrifice. <laughs> and you heard me talk a bunch about our website here today. We have a new website. In case you haven't heard yet, we have a new website. You can go to. Uh O-F-H-S-O-M-D.com, And that is a great place for you to find out about the events that are happening. You can sign up for our newsletter there. You can find our sermons. You can find our events. You can also, this is really cool, we have a prayer wall there. If you have a prayer request, you can submit that through that. If you want that to be anonymous, you can put it in there as anonymous. If you don't want that public, but you want that to go to our intercessory team, you can let us know. If you want it public so that people can pray for you and see that, Put it out there. It's going to be a really great opportunity for us to be connected with one another. And there's a really nice point on there. If it goes public there and you pray for somebody, you can, like a like, right? You can say, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. So people can see what's going on there. It's a great opportunity for us to be connected with one another's needs in this time. So I'm excited about the website. It's beautiful. Thank you to the whole team that's been, been focused on getting that up for us. But if you're interested in wondering, are there events that are happening that I'm not hearing about? We're trying to communicate them with you as much as possible. Go to our events page on the website and you can find that there. Uh, there's so much that's going on and we're, we're wanting everything. If you got a question, go to our website. Uh, and, and if you can't find something there, email our, our church office and we'll get you focused on what needs to happen. All right. That's all my admin for the, for the morning. We're going to get into the word here. So Father, I just, Welcome you into this message this morning. I welcome what you're doing right now, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just honor your work that you are doing in us right now. We honor all the ways that you have gone before us that we cannot even yet see, but that you will disclose to us in due time, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your strength. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your love and your faithfulness to us, Lord. And Lord, as we open up the scriptures today, I ask Holy Spirit that you would speak to us and you'd teach us what we need to know, what we need to understand. As we continue to move through this season, Lord, and on into the next, I just thank you for everything that you're doing. Let what we share to here today honor you, Jesus. Amen. Well, I want to talk with you this morning about joy. Joy. I swear Pete and I didn't talk about this stuff before we got in here this morning. But as we're singing today, I've just been resonating with so much of what we've been lifting up to the Lord in praise this morning. And this presence in this room this morning was just wonderful. It was powerful. As we lift up the Lord and praise Him and worship Him, it's just... What more could we ask for? I was reminded in worship of John twelve twenty three. Jesus says this, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw everyone to myself. Now, there's a very practical application of that. Right when he went to the cross, he's made a way to draw all people to himself. But if we lift him up, it still resonates today, if we lift him up, if we keep raising Jesus up and saying, here is the Christ, this is the King, he still draws all people to himself. He is to be our focus. Our joy is in him. Our hope is in him. Everything is in him. And through this year, we've been Just keep drawing you back to him, saying, hey, come back to Jesus. Keep focusing on Jesus. Stop getting distracted by all this other stuff. Focus on Jesus. Because when we lift him up, he draws all people to himself. I'm going to give just a flyover of the, the fruit of the Spirit. It says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Here it says forbearance, but patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Today we're going to talk about the second fruit of the Spirit. We talked about joy several weeks ago. We're going to talk about, or we talked about love several weeks ago. This week we're talking about joy. And I want to say at the beginning of this, The Lord is here today, and in this message, inviting you into joy. Now, the enemy will try to condemn you. He may even even try to lie to you as you hear this message this morning and say, Well, you don't have enough joy because you're not close enough with God. Or, he's not going to give that to you. He could give it to everybody else, but he's not going to give it to you. Remember when you ask God for joy and you don't feel like you received it? It's because, it's because, it's because. He's going to just keep lying to you. And I'm going to tell you right now the truth. God is for you. He is not against you. He is inviting you into more joy. More joy. If you've pressed into him and you have not experienced joy... Keep pressing into him because his promise is still true. So don't hear any condemnation in this message. Hear invitation in this message. He is inviting you into joy. It's a gift that he's giving you. He's made it available to you on the cross. And he invites you into this. Listen to this in Romans 15. By the way, I got a lot of scriptures today. So I hope you got your Bibles out. I hope you got your highlighters out. Hope you can highlight in your phone as well. But Romans 15, 13 says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Let's pause there real quick. Those two things are connected. As you trust in him. That's your act that's that's the activity that you do. You choose to trust in him. His response is this, filling you with all joy and peace. So joy isn't something you manufacture in yourself. Do you hear that? I choose to trust in him. That's faith. I choose to trust in Him. And He gives me joy. He gives me peace. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I didn't hear you generating anything in that scripture, did you? Other than a choice to trust in the One who is above all things, who has created all things, who holds it all in His hand, who loved you so much to die for you. So joy is a fruit of the spirit. It's something that gets produced in you. It's an outward demonstration. Fruit comes out of that out of that tree, out of whatever that plant is so you can see it. You can observe it. Fruit also has seed in it, right? so that it can be reproduced. God wants to produce joy in you. And it comes when we are focused on Him and Him alone. I'm going to read a scripture here that makes lots of people groan when they read it, or when it's read to them, or when it's quoted to them when they're going through a hard time. James 1, 2 through 4. says this consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything i have really loathed times when i'm going through hard hard times and people say hey consider it pure joy brother too soon maybe But it's true. It's in the word of God. So it's true. So we can't ignore it. So we should look for it and say, if this is God's word to me, then there's life in this. There's life in this. He has something in mind in this that I'm supposed to lay hold of, but I might be struggling with it right now in the midst of my pain and with it in the midst of my suffering and my sorrow and my despair. It feels like lashes across the back because I can't perform this. But he's actually inviting me into something that's powerful, that's transforming, that has a goal in mind to it. Look at the end of that. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. He wants to equip you. He wants to empower you. He wants to mature you. His his destiny for you is not where you are right now. Thank the Lord for that. So, he has purpose in every challenge, in every difficulty, in every sorrow, in every depression that you go through, he has purpose in it for you. That feels like that might be a little bit harsh for God to do that to me, but if I'm his, he's actually producing something in me that requires him to put pressure in my life, that requires him to put strain in my life, that requires him to bring me to my limits. He has something in mind for you. I've been listening to a lot of Graham Cook right now. If you haven't listened to Graham Cook, I encourage you to listen to Graham Cook. His, His organization is called Brilliant Perspectives. He will turn your thinking on its ear. He'll help you to see things from a completely different perspective, from an eternal perspective, from God's perspective. And he talks about how every challenge that you face has an opportunity for the Lord to bring you to another level. God has an opportunity in every single thing that you face. Something I was listening to him recently, he was saying, remember, you're in Christ. If you're the Lord's, you're in Christ. So if you're facing a challenge and you're going through a challenge, that's in Christ because you're in the midst of that thing. So if God's brought that to you, then he has an outcome that is available to you, and you can go and ask him, Lord, what is the outcome that you're driving at here? we've, We've asked this question before, not why is this happening to me, but Lord, what is it that you're trying to produce in me? What is it that you're trying to do here? What are you teaching me in this? See, if we start with the understanding that God is for us and not against us, then we recognize that as painful as this is, He is the one who provides the way through. He is the one who gives us the grace. And in the midst of it, we have an opportunity for joy. In every situation we're in, good, bad, in between, we have an opportunity for joy. And I'm not saying you just go dancing through every situation that you're in Because we have the range of emotions But God always gives us the opportunity to come back to joy I'm going to go to Philippians 4 Starting verse 4 If you read in Philippians You'll see that Paul regularly uses the term rejoice It just keeps showing up dotted through that that entire book But here he says this Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, we see joy and peace associated with one another. And a key there for experiencing joy is thankfulness. It's thankfulness. Thankfulness helps us step outside of our situation and refocus our attention. Because who is it that we're thanking? God. We're not thanking the universe. We're thanking God. We're thanking our Father. We can thank Him about If you can think of nothing in your life that seems positive, thank you. You can thank God for His own attributes, for who He is. And when you start doing that, I guarantee you, you'll find things in your life to thank Him for. But as we thank Him... It opens us up for joy. And when we're going to Him with our prayers and petitions, or we're not anxious because we're trusting in Him, we're able to thank Him for the outcome that He already has intended for us. See, we, we actually live in eternity. And the outcome also exists in eternity. So even though I'm not seeing it right now, I can thank him already because I know it's coming. Because he already has the victory in every situation I'm in, he already has the victory in it. And I can thank him for that victory even now before I'm seeing it because I have trust in him, I have hope in him, and I know that he is good. And I know that he's working to grow me, to strengthen me, and to mature me. So I get to connect with him in that moment. Rejoice in him, thank him, and rest in his goodness and wait to see how he's going to bring about what he's going to bring about. Joy in that situation is in what's coming beyond. I know that there's going to be a time of rejoicing. Joy is made that much more incredible by the challenging situation that we're in when we go through those challenging situations we feel the pain, we feel the pressure, we feel the hurt we feel the sorrow, we feel the anguish and then when God's answer comes it is contrasted by that great divide think about this Lazarus was in the ground for four days I believe it says in King James he stinketh No, he he was in the ground for four days. People were mourning. They were grieving. And when Jesus came into that situation, he didn't come dancing into that situation, by the way. He knew what the outcome was going to be. He knew what was going to happen. He knew life was going to be restored. He knew joy was coming. But he grieved with those that were grieving. And he got to rejoice with those who were rejoicing. Think about the differential between those two experiences so close together. People are at their lowest and then they're at their highest as they see God's goodness poured out in ways that they could not have expected at that point in time. Last week we spoke about the resurrection. The grief, the sorrow... The disappointment, the letdown, his disciples that had been following him for three years, anticipating an overthrow of the kingdom. Here's the coming king, and he's dead and in the ground. They were at their lowest. But on the other side of that, their joy was overwhelming. We talk a lot about the presence of the Lord around here. and We want to press into the presence of the Lord. We want to experience the presence of the Lord. We want to be focused on hosting the presence of the Lord. Because in the presence of the Lord, anything is possible. Let's look at two things. 1 Corinthians 3.17 tells us this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Liberty captives are set free. With the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. We get to rejoice in what he has done for us. He has made a way. He's broken every chain. He's victorious. Whether you've come to the Lord already or not, he sets us free in his presence. And we also know this from Psalm 16 verse 11. In your presence is fullness of joy. We have freedom and we have joy in his presence. And those two are connected. When people come to the Lord and they're set free from the bondage of sin, we see joy spring forth in them. Just look in Scripture. Just look in your own life. Just look in the lives of those that you've led to the Lord or you've experienced come to the Lord. They are set free, and joy is one of the natural responses that takes place when we recognize that we are no longer captive to that which held us before. When we've been walking around as Christians and getting stuffed in by all the different things that have come around us, and we get into the presence of of the Lord, those things fall away, and we get joy and experience joy and exuberance in those scenarios, in His presence is fullness of joy. The Lord carries something with him that is absolutely powerful against the works of darkness, and that is joy. It's joy. When everything is telling you that you should be sorrowful, that you should be defeated and you do like what Pete was sharing this morning and cry out for Jesus, you spend time worshiping him and praising him and you're being built up in your inner man, that strikes a blow in the heart of the enemy. Psalm 45, verses 6-7, through 7. Psalm 45 is a messianic psalm. It's talking about a bridegroom who is a king in the line of David. May have been an actual person, but it's, it's indicative of the Messiah. We know this because it gets quoted again in Hebrews. It says this, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Now this is, in a very real way, talking about Jesus. He is anointed with the oil of joy. But he doesn't just keep it for himself. Another Messianic passage. Isaiah 61. This is great. I just love this. Remember, Jesus stood up in, this, in the synagogue and he read from the scroll. And this is what he quoted about himself. I and mean, he says, today, this, is, this scripture right here is fulfilled in your presence. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon, is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to, pro, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy, this is same thing. the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. He is anointed with joy. He is anointed to set captives free. Remember we talked about there's freedom in the presence of the Lord. There's joy in His presence. And here He says, on those He sets free, He gives them the oil of joy. He gives you, His intent, is to give you the oil of joy. Has He done that? Has He done that? Let's... Let's look in, in John 15-17. through 17. Three times in here, Jesus talks about his joy that he's giving to you. He says this, "...as the Father has loved me, so I have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete." He's looking to anoint you with his joy. With his joy. In chapter 16, verse 22, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. That's quite a promise. Now, he's talking to his disciples who are about to be in incredible grief and mourning. But he's saying, on the other side of this, joy's coming, and no one can take that away from you. By extension to us, the joy that he gives us, no one can take away from us. That doesn't mean you're not going to experience challenges and sorrows. But his joy and the anointing that he has given you by, by being his always remains. He always has a way for you to come back to joy. Because his mark has not left you. In chapter 17, verse 13. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. This is as he's praying to his Father. The full measure of joy. That is what is available to you. That's what he's inviting you into. He's saying, my joy is now in you. You have access to this because my spirit is in you. Here's a practical thing that he talks about where we see that he's called us into suffering, but joy is also there. Matthew 5, 11 and 12. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets, Uh, who were before you, say, look, he's saying that they're persecuting me, they persecuted the prophets, and when it happens to you, rejoice. This is a very real testing of your faith. But you're not to be upset or saddened because that's happened to you. Yep, that hurts. Yes, that's hard. But recognize that you're identifying with me in that and that your reward is in heaven. Rejoice in for what is to come. See, joy doesn't look at the circumstance that you're in. Joy looks beyond that. It's always looking at what's beyond that. And it's drawing into the present reality God's power for what is needed to go through that. It's a testimony to Him. Remember it says, in Isaiah 61, it said that those, those that would experience His joy, those that He had called out of darkness, says this: they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. I've seen some mighty oaks out there. I've also seen the the little oaks, Just, just the little baby ones. But they grow into a mighty oak. It takes time. It takes weathering storms. It takes rooting. But you see the strength of this mighty oak. And it's there for what? To display the splendor of the Lord. Look in Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. There it is again. Who trusts in the Lord. Whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is a promise to you. This is a picture of what God is creating in you. Now, you have a choice to make about whether you're going to believe him about this and whether you're going to start taking steps into this because the promise is there. But in the kingdom, you get to experience what you believe. If you believe this, then God is able to partner with you in his promise. He's just waiting for you to take those steps towards him. All of us have access to the same spirit the same promise. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is him, in Him. And we've been going through a really challenging year. I don't know anybody who hasn't been challenged by this year in a multitude of ways. Which means we should be the most explosively joyful people in the planet. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! No, but seriously... If what I'm saying to you today is true, then God is preparing us for something unlike has been seen for generations, and it's only been prepared for this time. So, whatever sorrows we've been through, whatever real loss we've had, whatever perceived loss we've had, whatever emotional challenges and and things we've seen crumble in our hands in this, this year, it's all for a purpose. He's producing something in us, and we can't see it yet. But he says that those oaks of righteousness send forth their roots to the stream. Do you know what happens in winter season when we see all the leaves going dormant on on trees? They're rooting. They're rooting. They're sending out their roots. They're looking for water. They're growing. They're strengthening because there's going to be a season where they're going to be producing again. Now, this is talking about a tree that is always in season. Sending forth its roots. Many of us have been sending forth our roots in this time. You've been hearing us say, reach out to the Lord. Focus on the Lord. Stop looking at these things. Get into Him. You're sending out your roots into the stream. He's sustaining you. He's strengthening you. He's growing you. Because the time is coming as you are growing into this mighty oak that He's producing fruit in you. Some of you don't even yet know the fruit that's coming. Some of us have been able to start to taste of the fruit that is coming. But all of us can recognize that He is producing fruit in us for a purpose. This year has not been purposeless. It's been incredibly purposeful. One of the things about roots that grow underneath the surface is that we can't see what's happening. Right? This is talking about a juxtaposition of what is visible in the environment, and the economy that's going on there, and what's invisible in an alternate economy. This sounds like a pretty tough time with all the drought and heat. That should be really stressing that tree out. That tree's not worried at all because it's tapped into an alternate economy that's providing for it, regardless of what's taking place around it. There is always an opportunity for joy in every situation that we're in. Our trust can always be in the Lord, and He can always produce joy in us. Have you ever had those moments where you've been in despair, and joy comes, and the Lord replaces that, and it springs up inside you, and it doesn't make sense and it feels so out of place with where you're in. And then you get through it and your situation didn't change, but you've experienced the joy of the Lord and He's changed your perspective on that. And you see His, his grace and His blessings begin to flow. It's powerful. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And here's the alternate economy. You ready? You prepare a table for before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy... So I'll follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. God has a way for you through every situation that you're in. And his joy is accessible for you in every situation you're in. He's producing that in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If Jesus is the model for us of how we're to live life in the Spirit, and what I'm sharing with you today is true, then in the greatest trials that he would face, joy would have to be present, right? Last week we spoke about his death, burial, and resurrection. Is it possible that joy is associated with those for him personally? We talked about his Gethsemane, where he's before the Father and saying, if there's another way, please let me know. Because this is going to really hurt. This is going to be terrible. I've never experienced anything like this before. I'll never experience anything like it again. It's awful. I don't want to do this. But not my will, your will be done. We don't have an excuse before Jesus. He's done the hardest. Which means he can reach into every situation that we're in and give of himself into that. So we see here in Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, those who have gone before us, those who are watching, those who have persevered in their faith, those who have gone through challenges like you have and others, the cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with Perseverance. Remember, our trials produce perseverance in us. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So he's the one who's gone before us. He's the pioneer. He made the way. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, He endured the cross. The greatest challenge of his entire life, he endured for the joy set before him, scorning its shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. He's inviting you into joy. He's pioneered the way. He said, I've made a way in every situation for you to experience my joy. I'm anointed with the oil of joy, and I give it to you. I give it to you. You can experience this too. So let's consider James 1, 2 again. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I would submit to you. It's the process of growing oaks of righteousness, of giving you opportunity To spread out your roots and extend them towards His river His stream His life His joy To function out of that alternate economy To lift Him up To praise Him For His presence to show up Because you become a display that glorifies him of what's possible people around you start saying why are you so joyful how is it that you're handling this situation the way you are something's wrong it's out of place because you're green and there's drought i would experience i would expect you to be devastated in this situation but you're moving through it with grace what's going on And Peter encourages us always to have a ready word. Always have a ready word. Because that's an opportunity for somebody else to come into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Did Anybody feel condemned by the devil this morning? As we're reading through this? You might have. Tell him to shut up, he's a liar. He's a liar. God invites you into joy. He takes what little you have and he multiplies it. You just get to bring him the little that you have. As broken and insufficient as that is. Because he is all-sufficient. In Nehemiah, remember the story, they've, they've rebuilt so much. they found, they found the law and the law is being read to them and they, they recognize how far away they are from the word of God. And they are weeping and they are mourning because they're hearing what God's promises were to them. And and how they recognize the distance in their heart. Anybody else ever been there? <laughs> Reading through His Word and like, man, I have blown it. Nehemiah said, says this: This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. That's pretty different. They all just learned about how terrible they are at following God's law. Let's go celebrate. And send some to those who have nothing prepared. Go be generous. Overflow. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you tap into the joy of the Lord in the midst of whatever challenge you're in, in the midst of whatever darkness has come around you, it is your strength. You are weak and He is strong. And that anointing comes and it breaks the yoke. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. The Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. And all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food to celebrate with great joy, because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. They understood. They didn't just hear. There was understanding. And in that understanding, they were able to rejoice. They were able to give the Lord joy. They had a celebration. And it was a turning point for them. Hallelujah. God wants to invite you this morning into experiencing his joy. Some of us have been experiencing it. Some of us have not been experiencing it. We've got a spectrum there. But God is saying, come and enjoy my joy. We all need it. We all need it. We're going to take communion. I like prophetic activity and prophetic actions. If you want more of the Lord's joy, I would invite you to come here to the front this morning, to just come up from your seats and come to the altar and say, Lord, I just want more of your joy this morning. Those type of prophetic actions are powerful. That doesn't mean he can't touch you where you are in your seat. It doesn't mean that he won't. But I invite you to take that prophetic action. At home, online, you're not left out of this. Just connect with what the Lord is doing right now. Hallelujah. I had to find my edge on this cup we are sitting in a time in history that is unprecedented we've been bruised but we've not been crushed folks Lord is working into us things that we have not yet seen come forward things that we've not yet imagined will come forward but he's been working them into us and his promise and his invitation is come step into my joy come experience my peace come experience my rest Come experience my strength. Watch me overcome. Watch my goodness. Watch my faithfulness. You can't imagine how good I'm going to be to you. You can't imagine how good I'm going to be through you to other people that are around you. You can't even imagine the gifts that I have given you. You can't even imagine the extent to which I want to show myself through you. All of that is possible because of the blood of Jesus that has set us free, that has paid the price for us and everyone else. Lord, we just thank you right now. We thank you for your joy. We thank you, Lord, in the midst of our sorrow that you remind us the sorrow may last for the night, but there's joy coming in the morning. Listen, as Christians, we are not exempt from experiencing the highs and the lows. But His promise is always true. He always has joy waiting for us. Holy Spirit, we cry out to you right now. And we ask for your joy to come up in us, Lord. We ask for your joy to be manifest in us. We ask for your joy to be made complete in us like you've said it is. Lord, I pray for everyone here and everyone who's listening right now, Lord, that as we reach out to you, as we extend our roots to you, Lord, that we would see you producing fruit in us in every season, Lord. Lord, we would see that you would grow us and strengthen us, that we would be evergreen, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your blessings. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness, for your love, we thank you for every blessing you bestowed on us, Lord. We thank you for every trial you've taken us through. We thank you for every trial you will take us through, Lord. We thank you for 2020 and 2021, Lord, because only by the pressures that you have allowed come into our life this year, Lord, will you be producing the fruit that's to come. I thank you for this people, Lord, that our hearts and our eyes would be focused on you, recognizing, Lord, that you are our source, You are our King. You are our Deliverer. You are our Redeemer. You are our Joy. You are our Hope. You are our One and Only. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for your body broken for us and your blood poured out for us. By your stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, take and eat and drink. Hallelujah. Folks, God's doing something. He's doing something across the planet right now. He's doing a work in us as a people. I encourage you to engage. Engage in what he is doing. You are not left out. Engage, engage, engage. There's a harvest that's coming. There's a work that he's producing in you. Lord, we thank you for your presence. I just ask for it to sweep across your people right now. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit, and we just thank you for your manifest presence. Lord, we glorify you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise because you are worthy. It is all due to you, Lord. We thank you. Lord, I ask that you would transform hearts. I ask that you would transform minds, Lord Jesus. That you would conform us to your image, Lord, and not the image of this world, Lord. That we would be... We would be patterned after you, Lord, that when they would see us, they would see you in greater ways, both individually, Lord, as we go out into our spheres of influence, Lord, as we go about our work, as we go about our day, we go about our relationships. Lord, I ask that you would be put on display there. But Lord, I ask that we as a people would put you on display as well. Lord, I ask beyond OFH, the body here, In Southern Maryland, Lord, would put you on display in a whole new way, a whole new capacity, Lord, help us grow and strengthen and be that joy in you. Lord, I thank you for the joy we experienced last night as we lifted up your name in praise, as we celebrated who you are, Lord. I ask, Lord, that that would continue to resonate, that that would be seed in the ground that would bear great fruit, Lord, for now and for generations to come, to the glory of our Father. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you'd like to do time with the Lord at the altar this morning, I invite you to stay here. We're just going to pray. We're just going to lift him up. We're going to glorify him. We're going to honor him. But if you need to be dismissed, I just bless you right now in Jesus' mighty, wonderful name. He is more than able to meet you where you are at any moment in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, everybody. God bless you.